0: Spekarin told him about the Shilato Queen, her magician brother killed by Granums, and her desire to contribute to the traveler's cause. He told of Runagar's voice. Lenara said he could be heard over great distances. Astonishingly, that happened when he got through to Yu Jilin. She said he can use his voice to persuade and influence and, amazingly, imitate any living thing. "'Bird, beast, Kirin, or human? "'It seems almost too much to believe, but we'll see. "'Let's hope it will be of value.' "'Observing this Glenavar,' said Ruggum, "'brings to mind a matter you brought up this morning. "'I haven't discussed it with Jilin, "'and it appears he won't discuss it. "'We must traverse this ocean. "'None of us has seen one or anything like it. "'But from the geography we learned as children— "'Oceans are immense. "'Ravens could never cross one, "'especially with us on their backs, "'as well as food and water "'for Ailan and Master alike.' "'He nodded toward the crane. "'Would a bird like that be suitable?' Speckerin shook his head. "'I've had little time to think about anything "'but getting us this far. "'But I've got a burning question to ask you. "'What was it like, being so close to humans?' "'and for so long a time. "'At first my distaste for them was profound and stifling, "'but we had to work with them or suffer disaster. "'Respect and goodwill grew among us, "'especially between me and the old one. "'It's hard to believe. "'Here is something even harder to believe. "'I made myself visible to him.' Gazing at his old compatriot in complete amazement, Speckeren couldn't say a word. Then he collected himself. What brought that on? How in the world did it feel? He wanted to see me, and I wanted him to. How did it feel? Like humans and Kirins should be together again. The old Kirins eventually parted and found tree holes for the night, Speckeren relaxing in his fascinated by what his friend had said, and, unbeknownst to either, a seed had just been planted deep within him about humans. As time went on, he thought about them often, even at inopportune and illogical times, because an ancient primal desire was awakened. Ruggam had felt it, a yearning originating with Kirin Human Association long ago coming to fruition when he made himself visible to John Versteeg. The party flew uneventfully for three more days, resting overnight in trees. The prospect of taking on a formidable and intimidating ocean continued to bother Ruggum and Spekarin, but they pushed on, having no alternative. On the fifth day, they entered territories more densely populated by humans than they had ever encountered. Buildings, roadways, and moving vehicles were seen with growing and alarming frequency. Speckeren directed the party away from anything looking dangerous, as Ruggam had with Jilin when he suspected the lad might be visible. But it all looked dangerous here, and they nervously went around settlements and groups of buildings all afternoon. The following day was no better the land crisscrossed with roads and dotted with human communities. After expending much time and effort in skirting these sites, Speckheron declared they must abandon such maneuvers. We must simply move eastward and ignore what's below until these settlements are behind us. We must also ignore what's above, he thought, glancing up. Enormous winged machines, some blowing white trails of smoke, Had been seen for several days, but now appeared more often and eventually became commonplace. The Kirans discussed these leviathans, knowing they were for transportation, astounded by their might and grace. Smaller winged craft, cruising lower than the huge ones, were also seen more frequently and were more a cause for concern. On one occasion, one of these appeared to be heading directly toward the tiny convoy Speckerin called for immediate descent and the machine passed thunderously overhead and moved noisily away the kirins regrouped and were